0: All the time.
2: At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support. Our team works with you to understand your technology demands, then deploys the right solution for your unique needs. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Blackfoot, connect to more.
0: From the Kurtz Polaris Studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez.
1: Welcome back. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television across the great state, launching into hour number two. Great to be with you. Thanks for letting us uh, ride along with you wherever you are, whatever you're up to. We appreciate that. If you want to listen live, you go online to the World Wide Web, 1029 espncom You click on the Listen Live tab, and you jump in the stream. The stream is available all the time, and it is there thanks to Opportunity Bank, opportunity bank your local bank your opportunity if you want to listen to uh, the podcast you missed anything in that first hour you go ahead and check it out on all of your favorite podcasting platforms you can rate review subscribe it'll come to you you don't have to go to it and you can get it whenever it suits you 4 a.m you're out working out some of those early gym folks man i admire those people i am not one of those people but i admire those people <laughs> Uh, the Two Tell Nuanas podcast is available for you anytime it is there. Thanks to Blackfoot and Alpine Touch. Well, it is time for our Senior Spotlight. And our Senior Spotlight uh, today is Lexi Deedon, a graduate of Sentinel High School who then went on uh, to uh, play. She is now heading to play at uh, Montana State University for the women's basketball team. Our Senior Spotlight is brought to us in part by Blaine McElmurray and McElmurray Holmes.
0: Blaine McElmurray knows what you can achieve through hard work as an athlete coming from a small town of Montana. Blaine grew up in Troy, Montana and then rose to become an All-American safety for the Grizzlies on UM's 1995 National championship team before spending a good deal of time in the nfl McElmurray has used those values in his work with McElmurray homes missoula's highest quality custom residential construction company since 2003 McElmurray homes has been committed to offering quality customer service quality products and the best prices throughout any project and McElmurray homes proud supporter of the senior spotlight and high school athletes around the state of montana
1: and off we go now to uh, our senior spotlight lexi deiden lexi thanks so much for being with us how are you this afternoon
3: I'm doing great. Just got off a long practice from this week and ready for another one tomorrow morning. Okay, so,
1: so let's let's jump in right there, okay? So you're in, now you're in Bozeman, right? You're committed to play for Montana State, for Trisha Binford over there. We saw some pictures earlier on Twitter with uh, uh, gals with masks on running around in the gym doing drills. What is practice like right now? What are you doing in the gym?
3: There are social di- distances, like six feet apart maybe at all times and when we're not we're masked up definitely and even in the weight room it's it's a lot but we're we're getting through it and we're getting better every day
1: you know my problem is i played that exact style of basketball before the virus (laughs) and that's probably why i didn't get too far in the sport you know what i mean just trying to make sure everybody could go right by just free pass to the hoop (laughs) and uh, let's not get too close to each other. I don't want it to, to smell bad. I don't want it to sweat on me. You know that. No contact
3: play. Yeah,
1: exactly. I thought just maybe, you know, my face, I could intimidate people and have a miss. Uh, when, w- w- this is, though, I mean, it's so odd, right, especially in a sport like basketball, for crying out loud, where, I mean, the, the entire game is predicated on sort of the amoebic movement of a team as one and, you know, in screens and defense and blocks and all that kind of stuff. As you go through and work on these one-on-one drills it's got to be very odd to be doing it in this way and yet you're a college basketball player now which is very cool is it? you have that kind of offset moment where you walk into brick Breeden and Fieldhouse and go wow here i am playing college basketball yeah it's
3: it's an amazing feeling and i've been looking forward to this my whole life and i've always wanted to play college basketball and doing it for montana state is just the best feeling I've felt for a while. So in walking into that gym, I just feel completed, I guess. <laughs>
0: Lexi, hi Coulter New Orleans. Thanks so much for collaborating with me and jumping on the show with us. And you mentioned just a life of basketball, and I actually think it's it's awesome. I want you to tell your mom hi for me. I want to know if she remembers me or not. But she was Really? That's
1: what you're gonna well, do? How you're gonna mean, operate your first I mean, question here? Uh,
0: uh, Lexi's mom <laughs> Lexi's mom, Don. She was still Don Siliker back when she was my first coach. She coached wow. me in, yep. in fifth and sixth grade, YMCA basketball. She was also the, the uh, physical education teacher at Hellgate Elementary. So your brother, Ryan, and and, uh, and this Austin. is why
1: she didn't pursue a life of <laughs> coaching because she had such a bad yeah. experience <laughs> yeah, the first right, time man. she ever did When it. I
0: was like in fifth grade, I was like as tall as I am right now. I was <laughs> dominant. <laughs> But, but Lexi, you, you mentioned the fact that you grew up in a basketball family and obviously on both sides, you know, with the D, the Deedon lineage in basketball and then their connections to the Haskets, but then also your mom being one of the all-time great uh, players that, for the Lady Grizz back in the 1980s as well. How much did that just help you cultivate your love of the game when you were growing up?
3: You know, it, it has been every day a basketball career. Like, even when I was little, super little, I was in the gym, like, helping out my, with my mom and, like, all that sort of things. And my aunt. Karen, she has been such a help and like for me, and she's played in the WNBA and stuff. And I've i just looked up to my family and like in that, and I wanted to be like them, I guess. And it has just it, it's just an amazing feeling, like it's knowing like what they were and that being able to like pursue that, I guess.
0: Now, when we were going into eighth grade, I remember the uh, man Throwback Thursday. Uh, that's that's here, right. Huh? That's Parker? right. But okay. I remember this was when Karen Dean was still playing in the WNBA. The WNBA had just started, and yes. she had just played the inaugural season. She comes back to help Don coach th- this camp, and we we're like, "Man, this this gal plays for the, in the WNBA. This is amazing!" But then she happened to bring one of her nephews Jordan Haskett to the camp and I had been the MVP of this you know small little camp when I was in seventh grade needless to say didn't win MVP in yeah. eighth grade Jordan's uh Jordan's about six six already at this point so uh, <laughs> a, a, a completely different vibe uh, but Lexi talk about that element of it the fact that you have so many ties both to Missoula growing up in Missoula as well as uh, uh, you know a mom that played for the Lady Grizz was it difficult for you to make the decision to go to Montana State or what what about Montana State County swung you in that direction?
3: You know it it's just all sort of about the schooling like it was a, it was a really hard decision Montana or Montana State cuz I did want to live in my mom's legacy and like my aunts cuz they played for the Lady Grizz, too but and just be in my hometown but I think a better fit was for me because they had a, an amazing architecture program here at Montana State and even the coaching staff like I grew I love them they're 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 just great people and it, they even hired like more great people onto the coaching staff. We did lose a lot, two coaches this year which I was very sad about, but we gained two more great ones and I've absolutely loved getting to know each and one of them. So, it's been a lot of fun.
1: Now Lexi, I wanted to go back to to, to playing at Sentinel High School because you're a great player, obviously at Sentinel, but and you're playing for your aunt who also is a great player, maybe the greatest player, one of the great players ever from the state of Montana. And on one hand, it's like okay, this is a great basketball environment to play in, but also on the other hand, between you know her skill level, the heights that she attained to, also the familial relationships, was that ever odd to be to to be playing for her, or was it always just like, well, yeah course I'm going to play basketball for my aunt at, you know at Sentinel High School.
3: yeah it honestly it, it was it was great I feel like it I mean being my her aunt and like having my cousins on the team and just playing with like the family that I had there it was it just inspired me even more to be better and and like seeing all what she accomplished and everything and I wanted to accomplish some of those accolades too.
1: So. You know, you, you were you were fortunate in so far as you're able to actually finish your senior year of, of playing basketball, but you didn't finish, at least in 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 the school, your actual senior year. How odd has it been to kind of go through this sort of period, and then and then at some point, when did you realize, okay, well, I guess, you know, I'm done with high school now, on to Bozeman, on to Montana State, and as you look back, like, what do you think about about your whole high school career, but especially the way this season came to a close and then the school year after it?
3: Well, actually, we didn't even get to finish our senior season. We uh, got one day cut short. Oh, was it one day? Okay. Yep. we did not get to play in the championships or the semi or anything like that so it was it was very heartbreaking and like even we had uh, state basketball and then basically we didn't go back to school so right. that it was it was really sad for me I'm not gonna lie like it it hurt because I loved my school like and I had a lot of things going for me in it and just even coming back from it, like winning I mean my four years at Sentinel, like just coming to end like that, it just it feels incomplete and it sorta it still does, but it being here at Montana State has definitely helped me a lot to complete that and like fulfill what I did at Sentinel, I guess.
0: Gus the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch. But I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our
1: first meal was made better, as every meal is made better, by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. (laughs) It's, It's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house, and like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, Well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house, you left it in my house, and I'm eating all of it.
0: We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I actually think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch.
1: It would be short, everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana, Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch, and It's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it.
0: Alpinetouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there free shipping anywhere in the united states of america right now uh so go to alpine they're rolling out all their summer big mountain flavor packages the sunflower shoots are really really good as well alpine touch has got you covered alpine touch montana's special spice what's the transition to bozeman been like for you i mean I'm, i i grew up in missoula like you and then lived in bozeman for about seven years and they're they're uh, both great towns but also both very different towns so i know you've only been there for a little while but what have you thought of living in the gallatin valley so far
3: It is beautiful. Every day, I swear, there's blue skies. It's about like 90. I swear it's 90 degrees like every single day. (laughs) Like there's maybe one day when it rains and it's actually really nice because our dorm rooms are like 89 degrees. (laughs) But um, I absolutely love it. It's it's a lot like Missoula because it just like it's new and up and coming. And it's just it's a really nice town and I like it a lot. It fits me.
0: How about acclimating with your teammates? What's the experience been like on that note? Because you guys, uh, it's going to be an interesting year at Montana State because last year, one of the greatest teams in the history of the school, one of the greatest teams in the history of the Big Sky Conference. It's very rare this day and age in college basketball you ever get a squad that has six seniors, especially seniors that were such great leaders like fallon fridgy and blair braxton and and on down the line but a bunch of talented players coming back as well led by who in my mind is one of the best players in the big sky conference and darian white but a whole bunch of other young ladies that are sure to fill some roles as well what's it been like for you acclimating to that roster what have you thought of just the style that montana state plays it's aw, like it's
3: actually so great like it they they have so much trust in all of us freshmen too. And they build us up every single day and like, they push us really hard and same with the coaches and they know that like, we want to go back and be where we're, they were at last year and, and just get that, get to where they were. And they have a lot of like things on their mind to go for. So, and it we're us six freshmen are up to that. And we, 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 play hard every single day and do what exactly what they tell tell us to and even more. So I think we're really acclimated to that in that way, I guess.
1: Lexi Deeden joining us. She's the subject of our senior spotlight. It is presented by Blaine McElmary of McElmary homes and Mike Nugent of Berkshire Hathaway real estate. And Lexi, I, I, what is the what is the schedule of, of events kind of like for right now? I know that you got this kind of summer basketball and then it comes to a close and then you're supposed to get into you know actual practice for the season sometime in the fall, but is there is there is it all just day to day right now? I'm sure there's a schedule of some sort, but how, how much confidence is there? What do you think is you know going on here that as far as setting up for the season and practicing and getting ready to actually play basketball?
3: Yeah, it's every day is different, and like, like these, like last week, we were off sometimes, and then it, like every other, it's just different every single week. But, um, we tomorrow is our last day of summer training, and it's been a great summer, it's been a lot of fun, a lot of new friends and new teammates, and that's been absolutely amazing. And then we have this, these next two weeks off, and then we're going to start up school, and then Start into our season and practice, I mean, practice, and then hopefully get to our season if COVID doesn't ruin that for us. But we, we actually, we're not told very much, so <laughs> we just do it day to day and live it up.
1: Now you got two weeks off coming up. You're in, you know, a new town, getting ready for your first year of college. I know that there's a lot of stuff you can't do right now. Do you have plans? Is what are you What are you gonna get up to? You know, you got the nice weather. You got everything to go search out and check out outside and stuff like that. You got anything that you're gonna that you have on the bucket list yet?
3: Um, we're probably gonna go up to Flathead Lake and just chill out there and. You know that place
1: is my happy place, so we'll be there a lot. <laughs> well, I'm not going to argue that point. I'll tell you that that, yeah. is, that is a good happy place, no doubt.
0: I'm going to your happy place this weekend as well. I, go. I gotta yeah. get up. I gotta get up to the lake. Well, you mentioned architecture. At what point did you first become interested in that element? And Montana State, obviously one of the premier architecture schools, probably in the Western United States. So uh, that seems like a great fit. But what first got you interested in that pursuit?
3: Well, my dad is an engineer, and ever since I was little, I loved to build things and sort of figure things out. And then, my uh, high school career, I took four years of engineering. And first year was like uh, just mechanical, basically engineer that you do on the computer and stuff like that. Second year is just like programming, programming, and then. Third year is like architecture and civil engineering, and I just fell in love with that. And then senior year, we worked on a project the whole year, but the architecture class, like I absolutely loved that, and I had passion for it, so I'm gonna pursue it.
1: Man, much like basketball, the first time I ever built something, I hated it because it fell apart immediately. So I and nothing has changed in my life, I might add. It's just i d I'm just a walking destruction. Maybe if buildings need to be torn down, that's what I should have gotten into. Demo. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, right? That's important, <laughs> isn't it? Uh Lexi Deedon joining us. She is the subject of our uh senior spotlight. Lexi, I just one uh just a quick tip. I know you're new over there to Bozeman, okay? You don't I know you got the great food zoo and that kind of thing going on. The Roost, okay? Go to The Roost, get yourself a sweet and spicy chicken sandwich, and you can thank me later, okay?
3: Okay. Okay. I've actually been there. There you go.
1: <laughs> you already. She already knows. This is. See, she's. This is smart. She's smart here, getting out there and getting all that done. Well, Lexi, hey, we really appreciate you being with us. Congratulations on on uh, an, a stellar high school career at Sentinel, and we look forward to uh, watching your career and following you there at Montana State. It's going to be great. We really appreciate the time.
3: Awesome. Thank you guys so much.
1: You got it, Lexi Deedon, boys and girls. He's subject of our senior spotlight and called our senior spotlight. Brought to us in part by Mike Nugent of Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate.
0: Talked to Mike the other day and uh, the real estate industry right now. Going pretty well. It's going pretty well, especially if you, uh, well, on both sides, actually. If you're looking to buy in Montana, I understand why. What a great place to be. If you're looking to sell in Montana, there is... uh, Definitely a high demand for inventory, and Mike's got you covered on both sides. The world of real estate's always evolving, and that's more true now than ever. If you're a longtime Missourian looking to upgrade or downsize, it might be the best time for you to sell. And if you're in the position to buy something new, today might also be the best time to buy. And no matter what questions you have when it comes to residential or commercial real estate, Mike Nugent and the professionals at Berkshire Hathaway in Missoula have your answers. To find out what Mike can do for you, give him a call today, 531-1802. That's 531-1802. And remember, Mike reminds you, every question is good to ask. On the
1: other side, some Big Sky Conference football news, some high school baseball news, some high school fall sports news, and a R.I.P. session next.
2: At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running, from networks and security to communications and 24-7 support. Our team works with you to understand your technology demands, then deploys the right solution for your unique needs. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business. Blackfoot, connect to more.
1: Welcome back to Telling New One is 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Uh, good to be with you at Gus tell on Twitter at 1029 ESPN at Skyline Sports MT. Uh, I realize that this is is not probably nearly as funny to anybody else. Uh, you just got to be in my own head. But every time I think about this, I laugh. You, you know that they put out, I don't even know who they are, but some entity puts out the names bracket every year <laughs> yeah, of like the, the greatest funny, the funniest the, names. the greatest names and their actual proper names that human beings have these are their actual names okay and nothing to me will be funnier than the fact that an individual who also i guess is a uh, a proprietor of vegan cookbooks is named crescent dragon wagon
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's great i mean <laughs> it
1: is it is too good to be true that somebody has the name Crescent dragon wagon out there in the world god bless her um <laughs> that amidst this here's what's going on on Twitter and this is what's got Coulter so tied up here okay
0: it's not tied up man it's just you, about the, you are tied the, up. facts matter man and it's, is this is exactly the situation that's happening right now in the big sky with national media and outlets reporting things that are that are sort of true, but not absolutely true, it's such a microcosm for what's wrong with our country. Yeah, The misinformation is perpetuated because people don't take the time to be accurate. Something that's going to be quote-unquote canceled cannot be canceled until it's officially canceled, period. But also... The words are important. Cancellation was never on the table for the Big Sky Conference. The thing that they are voting on is moving the season to a different time. Cancelling it is not a part of the equation.
1: Um, Well, you better get on Twitter because they're tagging you to find out exactly what sort of journalism is being done on this. Brett McMurphy has retweeted that the season is canceled. Uh, per, well, and I I think I think he may say, and I don't have it in front of me, the fall season, so perhaps uh, we could be charitable there. But also retweeting the report from earlier, which was in reference to the athletic director's vote, not in inter- not the, right. the president's vote. The other thing I'll say for this... So, so for, for-
0: Brian, Brian McLaughlin is a friend of the show. He's the initial one that tweeted this. What he tweeted was that the athletic directors had, quote, voted on... On what they think the Big Sky Conference should do. Well, in fact, it's not an actual formal vote because there is no vote that actually matters from the ADs. I, I, it's a right. conversation that occurred that pre- then presents a proposal to the presidents who then vote, which they are currently doing now. Maybe they've finished. But again, this is not official until the until Tom Wistershills says what happens. Again, I understand the need to get scoops. It's what I do for a living. It's the reason, it's the way we've built Skyline Sports. I get the reason that you have to use anonymous sourcing sometimes in modern day journalism. I get it. But in a situation like this, jumping the gun, it just drives me crazy that someone like Brett McMurphy, who I think actually is a good journalist, is sitting here helicoptering in though and perpetuating what amounts to. Half truths about the future of Big Sky Conference football when he's never touched the Big Sky Conference until last well, week.
1: And this is the point of this is that Brett McMurphy does a good job in the circles that he is in, but the FCS is not one of those circles. But then when he goes and puts that out there, it, he has so many followers and so many people are out there that, that that they think it's that this is where we're at. And by the way, it might well be where we're at, but but it ain't we ain't there yet. Which is you know okay for what it's worth uh coulter let's quickly here jump into a prep extra segment our prep extra segment brought to us by the farmer state bank farmer state bank your montana bank since 1907 uh, a couple of things here uh to uh, start first of all let's talk about the montana high school sports season um there is a proposal out to make is is it is it is it just double A or is it just football or is it everything? But, only conference games effectively so you know in double a is pretty easy you got the east and you got the west you would have schedules where only western teams were playing western teams and only eastern teams would play eastern teams there would be no interconference games uh, as far as that goes i don't know what that would mean about the playoffs if that is only in the quote-unquote non-conference schedule etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, or if that is is a full stop determination i understand it reduces The distance and the amount of travel that goes on, I'm not, I I think there's probably other factors that are at play here that I'm not privy to and haven't looked into this too deeply, but that is something that it's out there that sounds like is being uh, taken seriously as a matter of consideration.
0: It is, and this is coming from all corners, and this is something that I I think that this proposal is going to happen because we've had multiple media members in Montana, and this is the difference that I'm talking about in reporting journalism. When it's coming from local sources that actually have contacts with the people that are making decisions, it's distinctly and wholly different than when it's coming from a national media entity that does not cover the league that they're reporting on. That's here nor there, though. This sounds like this is what they're going to do across the board um, for all fall sports except for golf. Um, there's uh, one high school administrator um, I was talking on the phone with him the other day and he was he sent me what he has as a modified sports calendar and what his proposal was is what Washington is proposing to do as well. So Washington as we know has canceled, "Quote unquote fall sports," but that does that does not mean sports all the way up until December because that's what the traditional high school calendar is. The traditional high school calendar has fall, winter, and spring sports, right? Yeah. Well, the proposal that Washington has, and this is the proposal that then this administrator has presented to the MHSa, is to have a season one. This is it's it's making it a four four season high school um, calendar. I okay. thought this was a great idea. So, season one would run from uh, the weekend after Labor Day through October 26th. It would include cross-country, and you'd have like an alternating schedule between boys and girls to mitigate numbers. Yeah. Golf, swimming, and tennis. Four sports where you can socially distance pretty darn easily, right? To help mitigate this whole thing. Then... During the quote-unquote winter break season, you would have basketball, which would start just before Thanksgiving, wrestling, and maybe a second swim season if you couldn't get it all in. It just says alternate season via this proposal. Then in mid-February, you come back and now you have what you call season three, which would include volleyball, fall camp for football in hopes of starting football in early March, Boys soccer and girls soccer, and then you come back, and that would run mid February through mid March or mid April, excuse me. And then in April and late April, you come back, and you have maybe whatever tennis season. If you had boys in the fall, you have girls in the spring, or, or vice versa. Track and field, softball, and then if you need an alternate golf season, that's what you have. But it seems to me it's a much more efficient way to do it. Because then you're not trying to administer so many sports at once. But also, you're helping mitigate a lot of the sports. But also, I mean, let's be let's be fact of the matter. There's not a lot of high school kids or not a lot of people in general that are going to go to a high school cross-country. You have parents and things like that. But it's not nearly the spectator sport that something like volleyball or right. football is going to be. Right. So if you, if you buy yourself time all the way until mid-February, into early March, then maybe you can actually have the kids get a chance to have a high school experience going to a football game, going to a volleyball match. I I thought it was a pretty good idea that this administrator put forth and we'll see if the MHSA, um, weighs it. The other thing worth considering, and, and I've been thinking about this extensively, and I think this is a key factor that's worth noting. As we've talked about, there's seven quote unquote cities in Montana And then there's just hundreds of villages, towns, very small places. Yes,
1: corporations.
0: Exactly. What are they? Is that right? There's there is right now 178 high schools in the state of Montana. Yeah. High schools as small as Judith Gap with four students. You have co-ops that need three towns to even have sports teams like Chester, Joplin, and Inverness. You know, you need all of those towns to be together. And those places are so unbelievably isolated, but also such tight-knit communities that all of the rules that we could possibly come up with that apply on a broad level to other states or even in the cities in Montana are they're largely irrelevant. And I'm yeah. not trying to say that the pandemic or the virus or anything like that is irrelevant. But if you live in Glasgow, there's chances, chances are you've talked to every other person that lives in Glasgow in the last several months. Right. There's not a lot of social distancing going on. If you've ever gone outside of your house, you've probably seen your neighbor. You know what I mean? Like everybody's already been around everybody. So mitigating the travel and stuff like that, I get all that. But what the MHSA put forward. Was the the broadest guidelines they could to appease all of the high schools that they govern. That said, of those 178 high schools, 16 of them are in the on the in the cities, the yeah. AA high schools. Yeah. I will not be surprised, and I've talked a lot about the, you know the the quote unquote doomsday scenario of the fracturing of the FCS. I think there could be a fracturing in Montana high school sports, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I think there's a chance that at least for the upcoming year or two that the AA schools break away from the MHSA and start making their own decisions because I think it'll be a lot it'll be a lot more fluid if you do because the other thing you got to worry about here is the county health departments and the county health departments in each of the cities are going to be a lot more strict and stringent because they're protecting a lot more people so, I will not be surprised if uh, the AA is already making this, is already proposing to make this decision on their own to get a, a semblance of autonomy from the MHSA. I won't be surprised if that continues. But again, this is not the same scenario as some of the autonomy that exists in college sports. I think this is actually a positive thing.
1: Very good. I like that. Uh, some good thoughts there. We shift now into the sports that are actually being played, or I guess the sport that is actually being played at the high school level in the state of Montana, and that is the state high school baseball tournament. Speaking of good journalism versus my journalism, uh, let me make a correction to myself. I mistakenly have uh, said that the score of the Chargers-Mavs game today was 6-1. It was 4-1 in favor of Great Falls. 4-1. Uh, that from Justin Santee, who is there. Uh, so 4-1. But the result, nonetheless, the same. The uh, The Mavs lost yesterday. Uh, And then uh, to the Helena Senators, and then came in today and uh, end up going 0 for two. They lose to the Great Falls Charters 4 to 1, and so their season comes to a close, and certainly a disappointing season at that. They were the sixth out of seven. Teams in the state uh, in terms of their seating going into this tournament and then 0-2 uh, in the state tournament over there in Billings and obviously a tumultuous season at a lot of different levels. I mean, you get a late start, you don't know if you're going to have a season, you have a tournament cancelled in Missoula, you have to play your normal Memorial Tournament in Bozeman, so there's a lot going on there. Right now, Two winners playing each other from yesterday, the Helena Senators and the Kalispell Lakers. Helena is ahead 3-2 in the bottom of the fourth. However, the tournament has been suspended, this according to Victor Flores of the Billings-Gazette, due to a thunderstorm warning that is blowing through, not surprisingly, the afternoon thunderstorms out there in central Montana uh, in the middle of the summer. And so, play has been suspended. So, Helena and Kalispell, good baseball game, 3-2 the score right now in the uh, bottom of the fourth inning uh, in favor of Helena but now everything is on pause. What's new, right? What, isn't this what happened? The first baseball game back, the Washington Nationals playing the New York Yankees ends after six innings because of lightning and rain. The first game they've had in 214 days or whatever it is. Of course, everything's on pause now. So that's where we're at, I guess, in the world. So there you go. That is our prep extra segment. It is brought to us by the Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, your Montana bank since 1907.
0: <laughs> As the world turns.
1: Do you want to take this is, a break? This is, per,
0: this is per John Canzano. The Big Sky 80s will reconvene at 5 30. So I guess they the, just the, 80s the or ADs. The 80s, the presidents have voted. Okay. Now the ADs are gonna come back around too. So again, all of these people that are jumping the gun, it's canceled, it's canceled. It's not there's no decision that has been made yet. I know people are frustrated with the the endless passing of the buck but again big sky football is not going to be canceled that's not an option at this moment at this moment
1: yeah, that's right
0: it will only the only scenario in which it's canceled is if they cancel it in april that's right they're going to move it yeah. and so i just feel so bad because i mean like right now twitter is blowing up with mm-hmm. players that we follow from montana montana state I mean, Sammy and Kim just tweeted a picture of Washington Grizzly Stadium with a crying face. Mm-hmm. You're still going to play football, bro. I promise. Yeah. Just, just pump your brakes and don't listen to the helicopter national media. It's 2 tell and
1: 1029 ESPN Radio. We'll take a quick break. What about the helicopter parents like me? You know, always just brooding and
0: bringing the children along.
1: Nothing, huh? Back into the machine. Okay.
0: You're not a helicopter parent. You're actually the opposite of that. You I let know. your seven-year-old raise your other children. It's phenomenal. It's a, Is it lazy parent? I think that's the term.
1: Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. crazy is my seven-year-old will do a way better job raising the other two than I'll do. You know? She's I mean, a nice, considerate, like, affable person. I'm out here squawking.
0: So modern-day parents, that's the biggest flaw in modern-day parenting. That they think they're good at it? Let your let the siblings raise the siblings. That's how it, it always used to work. That's right, dude. Lord of the Flies, come over to the two-tail household. When two you got eight household. kids, I mean, back that's in the right. day when you had eight kids, mom doesn't even know the eighth one. <laughs> I mean, my grandma, my grandmother, God bless her heart, but if we would get in trouble at her house in Arizona, I was the, I think, third youngest cousin out of a string of a 15. Yeah. I get called 13 different names by the time she got to yeah, me. Yeah. Josh, Ty, what do you do? Coulter, yeah, <laughs> what are <yeah>. you doing? <laughs> uh,
1: it's Two Telling one of two ninety ESPN Radio. Let's have a little fun, shall we, to wrap up the show here on a Thursday afternoon. Uh it is time to do a rip session. We haven't done one of these in a while, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to give away a, uh, a surprise bag of... Sports cards. Do we know what's in the bag, Coulter?
0: Oh yes, we do. Uh, this is uh, this is actually a really great prize. Okay, so you're in here you are going to have.
1: Now uh, is the appropriate time to make noise with the, the bag. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, that's a lot. Here's so
0: like... so it on TV. Okay, uh, we are we got uh, we got some Zootown sports cards swag for you. Obviously, we got some sleeves. So when you get the good ones, you can put them right in the sleeves for those watching on TV. And then we also have uh, a pack of Donruss Elites as well okay. as a pack of Panini Prisms. So we got the football and the uh, the baseball here. These are both really cool. So this is about a $55 value That's awesome. that we got here for you. So uh, give us a call. 361-3688. 361-3688. Eight,
1: eight, eight, eight. We'll take caller number two right now at eight, 361-3688, eight, and that is yours. We'll, you don't have to we'll s- do anything. We'll send
0: these to you. And also be sure, if you are into sports cards, which right now, it's a super fun hobby. It's a great way to uh, have fun and engage in sports with the sporting world being in such a tough spot. But also because of the pandemic, probably the industry that has taken off the most is trading cards. Well, alcohol. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. And then trading cards. <laughs> yes, yes. But but the uh, the the coveted nature of the elite basketball guys that we got rolling right now is pretty cool. The market, especially for basketball guys, is also international, so that's quite interesting as well. But here are, what we're opening for you, for those on the TV, can see these are the Panini Chronicles football cards. So what Panini has done is they've taken all of their different varieties of cards and put them into one pack. So now you can get a huge variety of cards that it's not... All the cards are not going to look the same. They're going to look distinctly different. And we're also going to have some cool inserts so what, and things like that. Now, let me explain So, but this By me. the way, just so you yeah. remember, if you want to go to Zootown Sports Cards, right across yeah. the street from from Dornblazer Field, uh, right there at the corner of South and Higgins, it's a great shop. Jason and Hillary are awesome. They'll help you out, and they're fun to talk sports with, fun to talk collecting with. And if, if you were to sell a sports memorabilia fan... Go in there, even if you have no intention of buying anything, just go in there and check it out because they have so much cool stuff in there on the table and in the glass. So,
1: here's what I want to know. So, what I have here is these are college football players. Who, these are professional football players right now in the NFL, but they're in their college uniforms. Are these rookie cards? A lot
0: of these are rookie cards, yes. So,
1: oh, how do you know what's a rookie card and what's because not a rookie it'll, card? It'll
0: have a rookie card logo right up here in the corner. Oh. So, here, right here, I got a Jonathan Taylor rookie card. That's pretty cool, University of Wisconsin. I
1: got. Your
0: boy, Thaddeus Moss, nice. rookie card. Nice. I don't know if
1: he's going to be as good as his old man, but how about also Penn State, K.J. Hamler. Nice. Uh, rookie card there as well. Several good ones in here. Uh, so th- so
0: like I- the cool part about this, what I'm saying is for those watching on TV, you can see that this card here, this Xavier McKinney, is distinctly different here than this A.J. Dillon. So you have two different cards. So these Chronicles, super cool. Go check them out right now. They're they're getting more baseball and football inventory than ever before. Is Joe Basketball's a high good? demand. Hey, you got Joe Burrow, nice yeah, dude.
1: I don't know what that.
0: I had. like it. Who I is like he? It. Where did he go?
1: Forget where he got drafted. The to.
0: Ohio must have been uh,
1: must have been must have been a late round pick, something like that. Cole Komet. Oh, that's good. Uh, these are. It is fun to do. You know, obviously, a lot more about this stuff than I do. I have. Uh, I. I mean. Every, Not everybody, but I think a lot of people, even who aren't quote-unquote collectors like myself, have ended up with cards over time. I mean, I got a big folder of primarily basketball cards from back in the day, and you've gone through those and taken a look at those. I also, thanks to my good friend Tucker Sargent, have a pretty nice selection of NHL cards, which I got at a Christmas party once upon a time. So, they are fun. You open these things up, and the more that you know about them, the better you can kind of feel about, like, okay, well, what you ended up with. So, that's cool. is one of Nuwana's nine ESPN Radio. Thanks to the folks at Zootown Sports Cards uh, for, for hooking us up with that. Colter, end of the show today few things to talk about. We can give the people uh, a quick update on on the uh, PGA if you'd like to. We also, uh, I just want to point out that my Cubs are 10-2 and have won six straight. And even though they are giving up just bombs in the back half of their, not of their rotation, but of the bullpen, just awful. Craig Kimbrell looks like me tossing up just cheddar for guys to bang away, they're scoring a ton of runs and they're a lot of fun to watch. And they're playing the Royals right now, and then they take on the Cardinals tomorrow. Here's what I don't quite get: the Car- the Cubs right now are ten and two. Do you know what the Cardinals are?
0: Tell me, two and three, right? Because of the cancellation.
1: And I understand like that the overwhelming sentiment is like at the end you just figure out the 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 winning percentage and that's the determining factor. Not necessarily who's got the most wins or whatever it is, but like I'm not saying that everybody should have to play the same number of games to a point, but you can't tell me if the Marlins, who are right now five and one, now I know that they're playing again, but if they don't play 10 games in this season, they finish the season seven and two, they should not be considered for the postseason. Regardless of the situation, you know what I mean. Like you have to break some threshold towards sixty. If teams are going to be out there who play sixty games, even if you play thirty games, if you go twenty and ten and thirty games, that ain't good enough for me to get you into the postseason. You got to get the the,
0: you got to get fifty fifty games at least, right? I I don't think you. I I think as soon as games that if, if games are. Right now, they haven't been fully canceled. No, like, there's a chance.
1: Can't. I think they're
0: well. As soon as they're canceled, then the integrity of the game is ruined, and you, I think there's no way to possibly weigh checks and balances. If you have more than five missed games, I just don't think that. It, I think it's irrelevant. I think it's 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 a it's a uh, so
1: okay, but you're putting it's all a, folly. You're putting a number on it at least you're saying more than five. So if a team played 55
0: games- in, in my personal opinion, if you're playing less than 100 game season in a sport of baseball, well, the, whole- the win the win percentage is irrelevant. <laughs> I think that it's already folly. That's why I'm completely uninterested. I'll stop
1: stop uh it is to tell newad's on a 290 ESPN radio uh want to give you uh a, a, again just to let you know uh we were talking about this extensively uh at the top or you know throughout the course of the show because this has all been happening in real time but the uh the athletic directors in the big sky conference voted today again it's probably the wrong word to use because a vote implies that there is some definitive outcome. Well, well, the definitive outcome of the A.D. vote today was in the form of a recommendation to send to the presidents of the universities of the Big Sky Conference, who then were going to actually vote in terms of a vote that carried weight of determining the the the, the fall sports scenario and especially for football, of the Big Sky Conference. OK, it was reported and and. I think accurately so that the athletic director's recommendation was to play an eight game schedule in the in the spring with three non-conference games that could be played in either the fall or the spring. We don't know what the total number was if it was, you know, 12 to 1, if it was 7 to 6, if it was whatever it was in terms of the athletic director's how how big a majority it was, but it sounds like that was the recommendation that was given, but it's only a recommendation and the presidents have not have voted perhaps, but we have not received word on what the result of that vote was. And the athletic directors are actually getting back together again. So perhaps there was questions that the presidents, after they got together, wanted more information about. I have no idea. But at the end of the day, there has been no determination about the Big Sky Conference as it pertains to this fall football season as of yet, as of now, despite the explosion that is happening on Twitter to the contrary.
0: From a big sky administrator, the ADs visited with the presidents this afternoon, as scheduled, gave the recommendation, and the presidents have not come back with a vote yet. Okay. So (laughs) So there's nothing
1: to know yet. (laughs) There's
0: nothing to know, and I just can't believe that there's all these people helicoptering What do you mean you can't believe? I, I can, but I can't. I just... It's amazing that you could... Never care about an entity until you're only reporting about the doomsday scenario of said entity. It's poor, poor journalism. It's it, it is poor journalism.
1: It's not remarkable at all. You no,
0: know, it's not remarkable at all. It, that's the part that makes me so mad. Uh, here's the because thing. it it is the status quo now, and it's seriously what's wrong with everything in our country. Well, here's here's the thing that I'm. <laughs> here's
1: the reality of it. At the point that that the FCS that something's happening at the FCS level that leaks into the national con- sports consciousness, which is when the FCS has the first conferences it, that have chosen to cancel or postpone their their football seasons f- from this fall, which has happened on the East Coast and CAA and 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 the MIAC and you know the Ivy League and so on. That. That sort of it makes it in some way into that report, you know, but it's only taken as, okay, well, that happened over there. I wonder if it's gonna happen over here. Not unlike what happened when we heard of the news about the Ivy League. We, you know, the FCS at large doesn't care all that much about the Ivy League when it comes to football because the Ivy League is not playing in the postseason and, you know, there's not that many games you're playing against Ivy League teams, if any at all. So It's just like, well, okay, they're doing their thing like they always do, but what do we really care? The reality is, and I'm not saying this is the way this should be, but when national media report on things that are just so, quote-unquote, inconsequential, less time is taken to vet out what's going on. And it's it's not the way it should be. It's not the right way to go about it. But it is the reality of it, because at the end of the day, for... 99.9% Ninety nine point nine percent of the followers, right? You know, on Twitter, it just doesn't matter at all. Uh, you know,
0: it's not how it should be. But it's the, just what the is. majority of the people in the United States don't live on the West Coast. They don't live in the Intermountain Rocky Mountain West. They don't. The majority of the money does not reside here. I get it. But it's also a percentage thing. It's what makes the Big Sky such a phenomenal league to cover because although it doesn't matter on a national level, it matters so much to the people in these small communities, and it just drives me nuts when you're doing this uh, from a helicopter view for literally no benefit of your own. They're not even making any money off of it.
1: Boys and girls, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll find out if we have anything else. Coulter, let's go take a nice, easy float in the river. Can't wait. ESPN Radio.